This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. Christianity is such a great thing because our God became one of us. He became one of us to be with us. He became one of us to just live with us and show His love to us. He came one of us to sacrifice His own life on our behalf and to rise again. He became one of us. And I just think that's just a fantastic, unique story of Christianity, the story of Easter. The perfect man, 100% God, left heaven and came to a damaged, broken earth. And he came to be the perfect sacrifice for imperfect people like me and like you. What a wonderful story. What a wonderful truth that God loves us that much. He would identify with us to that level and to be with us so that we could know the forgiveness, so that we could know his peace, so that we could know his love active in our lives. That is the story of Easter. We've heard the scripture already. There's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. And Jesus loved his friends and his enemies so much that he gave his everything. He gave him very self. The Father sent his very best from heaven to be with us, to live a perfect life, to die a terrible death, to rise again, and with the hope that we have that he's coming back for those who love him. What a story. What an Easter story. It's way beyond chocolate eggs. It's way beyond bank holidays, and we enjoy all of that. But what a story, what a message of Easter that Jesus loves us so very, very much. Love on display that first Easter. Love was displayed on the cross, a terrible way to die, a horrendously painful and long way to die. But that was a display of God's love. As he held out his hands involuntarily, in a sense, on that cross, he was actually opening his arms to welcome us all into relationship with him. And he still does that. 2,000 years later, God's arms are open, welcoming, drawing people into relationship with him. If you don't know Jesus, he's inviting you this morning to say, yes, I want to be in relationship with you. Yes, I want to forgive you. I want to give you a new chance. I want to give you a new start. I want to turn your life around. That is the message of Easter that God is making very clear to us this morning. Easter is God's love on display. Good Friday was a very dark, dismal day. And the the people that were following Jesus at that time, it, it looked to them that hope was lost. It looked to them as if Jesus had been defeated. They had the Easter Saturday when it was kind of the apparent reality was beginning to dawn on them. Our Savior, our, our liberator has, has gone. He's in the grave. But you know, we know the story and God had a plan. And even though it was Friday and a dark day, even though it was Saturday when the reality was sinking in, Sunday was coming. And Sunday means that Jesus is alive. Our resurrected Savior is alive. Death could not hold him. Death could not defeat him. The tomb could never, ever contain his love. And he broke out of that on that first Easter Sunday. And because of that, each and every one of us have hope of a relationship with God, hope of a future, hope of forgiveness, hope of peace, hope of purpose, hope
hope of no longer living an empty life because the tomb is empty. The empty tomb displays God's love for each and every one of us. It's an incredible story. If you've been reading through the story of Easter over the last few days and last Sunday, I, I, I made a challenge called Jeff's John's Gospel Easter Reading Challenge. Quite a mouthful. But I was encouraging you and challenging you to read from John 12 through to the end of John's Gospel. And if you've read that, you'll know the story. You will know, and you might think, well, I know the story anyway, but it's great to be refreshed and renewed and get greater biblical literacy as we get into the Word of God and we see the incredible sequence of events that didn't take Jesus by surprise, that didn't contain Him so He couldn't do anything about it because He voluntarily laid down His life on that first Easter Sunday, which I love to call Resurrection Sunday. Sunday. Jesus rose from the dead. Death could not contain him. And I want to read to you just a few verses from, from John's Gospel, from chapter 20, just the first few verses there, starting from verse 1. It says this, early, early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one who Jesus loved. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He he stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. Until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Just imagine that. Jesus' closest followers, the people who were really connected with Jesus, the people who had so much to thank Jesus for in relationship with Him, they found that He was dead. He was in that borrowed tomb. He was in the grave. It appeared to be all over. Mary Magdalene did what many people would do when someone had been buried. She went to visit the grave, and she went along, and she was expecting to find that Jesus would be in the tomb, but the tomb, the stone had been rolled away and the tomb was empty. She was, was distraught. She thought what many people would have thought at that time, surely they've stolen his body or, or somebody's taken it away and hid it for some reason. Where have they put him? I want to pay my respects to my Savior. I want to pay my respect to Jesus. She ran and got all of Simon, Peter and John and said, look, this has happened. And they didn't even think twice. They legged it. They absolutely ran as fast as they possibly could can. In fact, one of them outrun the other one. Peter got there first, and he saw the tomb and the the grave clothes. John came along, he saw the tomb and the grave clothes, and they saw that. They realized that the body had been taken. And then it dawned on them. They remembered the story. They remembered what Jesus had been teaching them. Because until that time, it says in verse 9, they still hadn't understand the scriptures that Jesus would rise from the dead. But it dawned on them, the empty tomb and the empty grave clothes. A robber wouldn't have bothered with leaving the grave clothes. A robber wouldn't have bothered about tidying up after himself. They'd tend to 
cause devastation when someone steals from you. But here it was, just as he said it was, an empty tomb and empty grave clothes. And an empty tomb and empty grave clothes, to me, displays the love of God. Not just on the cross, because that's only part of the story. Not just on the cross where he gave his life, but from the empty tomb where we see that he resurrected to new life. From the empty tomb where we saw that he did go through that process of death, but he defeated death. He conquered death and he rose again on that third day. Resurrection Sunday, the tomb speaks to me of incredible things. Mary said, I have, when she, she, she saw, she heard the, the angel, spoke to the angels, then saw Jesus, she said, I have seen the Lord. She went and told the disciples, and Jesus appeared to the disciples, and they said, we have seen the Lord. And it's incredible that they had that encounter. And this morning, we need to have an encounter with God. It's all right knowing about Him. It's even great to know the story. But we each of us need that one-to-one personal encounter with God. When God breaks in to our lives, when God breaks out of the empty tomb, and God breaks into our situation, when God breaks into our lives to be part of our lives, when we invite Him in, He's able to come and change us. He's able to come and transform situations. He's even able to give us strength and hope for the future. But we all need that personal encounter. That first Easter, God put his love on display on the cross and also with an empty tomb. That's showing that he'd accomplished what he came to do. It wasn't just a story. It wasn't just a vain hope. He had accomplished everything he'd set up to do. Love was displayed by an empty tomb and by empty grave clothes. Proof that he was no longer contained by death, but he had conquered death and rose again. You know, generally finding something empty is not a good experience. If someone gives you a really nice looking present, it's beautifully wrapped and you open the wrapping and the box is really looking nice and you think, oh, this is fantastic, absolutely brilliant. But if you were then to open the box and there was nothing in, you think, what's that about? That that would be something you think, wow, it's it's kind of an empty feeling and you know, you're thinking, no, actually the thought doesn't count. There needs to be something in there as well. There needs to be not just empty, it needs to be something in there. You go to, uh, you, you know, you find a situation where you go to the fridge and the fridge is empty. That's a horrible situation. You put your hand in your pocket and, and your pocket's empty or your bank account's empty and, and so on. These are not good experiences. But you know, sometimes even in life we can feel an emptiness not in things, but inside of ourselves. You think, what is the purpose of life? What is it all about? What have I got to do to get some sort of peace in my life? What have I got to get to do to kind of find some real purpose? What have I got to do to really find some kind of satisfaction? And You know, sometimes we chase after things and think, well, when I have that thing, whatever that might be, then I'll be happy. That'll be the answer. When I get a bit more cash or, or when I get a, a better home or whatever it is, and all these are great ambitions... 
then I'll be happy. But you know, the truth is, ultimately, things do not satisfy us. Ultimately, bigger and better will not satisfy. Because without God in our lives, there can be an emptiness that kind of can crush us. There can be an emptiness. We think, what's it all about? But I believe when we find Jesus, when He is our Savior, when He is our Lord, we come to understand what life is all about. No emptiness. The cupboard is not bare in our lives when we've got God in our lives because He fills us. And you know, if you're empty this morning, that's actually an opportunity for God to fill you. If you're feeling lost, if you're feeling a bit like, what's it all about? What's the point? I'm a bit frustrated and kind of thinking about how can I get to happiness? How can I get to fulfillment? Well, the answer I absolutely believe is a resurrected Savior. The answer is Jesus in our lives because He takes our rubbish. He takes, he takes away the things that, that have kind of spoiling our lives, the, the things that kind of, the regrets, the, 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 the shame perhaps, whatever that might be. And He can fill our lives with something that is, great, is better. Emptiness is not a good experience generally, but on this occasion, empty was very good news. They went to the grave and found it empty, which was fantastic news because that meant that Jesus was not contained in that tomb. He was no longer dead. He was alive. So on this occasion, that first Easter, the best news of all was empty. The empty tomb displayed God's incredible love for us. The empty tomb had a message that Jesus had conquered death, that Jesus was alive. Empty was very good news. The empty tomb and the empty grave clothes were awesome displays of God's love for you and me. Incredible. What a story. This man, God the man, who died, but he rose again. He was alive. What an incredible story. What an amazing blessing that we can see that the empty tomb and the empty grave clothes speak of God's love for us. You know, People have have tried to explain away the empty tomb over 2,000 years and think, well, maybe his body was stolen. What, what, What purpose would anyone want to do that? If the Romans had taken the body, they would have said, no, we've got the body. If the Jews, the last thing the Jews wanted at this time was to, was to admit that Jesus had rose again, they would have brought the body back. Why would the disciples go to so many, much lengths? Why would the disciples so, go and suffer so much persecution just because they'd hid the body? No, the reality was that Jesus is alive. 1 Corinthians 15 says this, verse 5 through 6. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. And after that, he was seen by, seen by more than 500 followers at one time. If you had a court of law and you had those many, that many people giving evidence of a fact, that would be more than enough evidence. Because over 500 at one time, eyewitnesses to the fact that Jesus was not in the tomb. He was not dead. He had died, but he conquered death, and he rose again. The empty tomb displays God's love for us. The empty tomb, for me, displays new life. Jesus had new life, but also it means the promise of new life for us as well. We can know new life in God, not just a kind of a fresh start, not just a kind of a a new attempt at life, but actually a complete new start. The Bible tells us that God, when God, we invite God into our lives, we get a brand new start. We come alive to God. We receive new life. Eternal life is not just a future hope. 
It begins when we come to God. It begins when we ask God, ask God to be our Lord and Savior. He, Jesus comes and lives in our lives. The empty tomb is so central to our faith. The theologian has already been mentioned, N.T. Wright, put it this way. Why did Christianity arise and why did it take the shape it did? The early Christians themselves reply, we exist because of Jesus' resurrection. There is no evidence for a form of early Christianity in which which the resurrection was not central, not a central belief. Nor was this belief, as it were, bolted onto Christianity at the edge. It was the central driving force in forming the whole, whole movement. It said, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. What an incredible hope. The empty tomb displays new life. They had so much problems because they believed in the resurrection. The disciples, they were persecuted. Many of them were crucified themselves. They were put to death because of their faith. If it wasn't a reality, they would not have gone through that great deal of suffering I'd say, I'm sure, the empty tomb also displays life. The empty tomb also displays forgiveness. And I love this. And it's so important that we understand that God can forgive us no matter what we have done. Even though things that dog us, persistent stuff that we can't seem to kind of get rid of. God can give us the power to deal with that when we ask Him. But we don't need to live in that unforgiven sort of situation. We can know that the forgiveness of God is for each and every one of us. The empty tomb displays forgiveness. Jesus wasn't in the tomb. It was empty. It says a lot about Him. It means that He was who He said He was. It means He he was able to deliver on what He said He was going to deliver. It means that He was and is the only Son of God. He means that He is our Savior. It means that He is able to forgive us. It means that He is able to provide us with hope in this life and an eternity that's secure in Him. But you know, it also says a lot about us. If you are a follower of Jesus, you have been forgiven. If you've asked God for forgiveness, you have been forgiven. You don't have to remember and make a list of all the stuff you may have done in the past. We don't have to go to that length at all. If you are a follower of Jesus, you most certainly have been forgiven. The empty tomb displays forgiveness. It speaks of God's forgiveness. Sometimes, you know, even as Christians, we can be in a situation where we think, God, you know, I I, I still need something. Is there something more I need to do? Is there something more? Do I need to make some sort of recompense? Do I need to do something that will kind of prove or, or something that will pay back for what you've done for us? Get hold of this. We can never repay what God's done for us. It's free. We are forgiven. We don't have to do anything other than accept God and accept His offer of strength to live a better life for Him. Sometimes we just wonder about that, but you are forgiven. So don't start looking back into the tomb of your past life. Don't start looking back at stuff that's kind of just a bit buried, but it's coming to the surface. No, don't go back. Look forward because the empty tomb speaks of forgiveness. You can be free from the grip of what you've done 
in the past, you can be free from that grip because God has done it all for you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ, that means belongs to Christ, is a follower of Jesus. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. Wonderful. You are, we are, I am a new creation in Christ. Absolutely fantastic. The Easter message is a message of forgiveness, of redemption, of freedom of, from sin. The grip of that tomb is gone. It has no hold on us because God has forgiven us if we ask him. The empty tune also speaks of assurance. You know, we can just be assured that we belong to God. We can have that assurance that God is with us all the time. We can know for sure that God will never leave us or forsake us. I just love that. You know, it's we, we can think of the, the horrendousness of, of, of Good Friday. We can, we, we can think about maybe some of the past stuff that we, that, that, that's been in our lives. But you know, it's okay. It's been dealt with. You're forgiven. We can have that assurance that God is with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. He's with us through every step of life. Sometimes in life we face real tough times. Sooner or later we all face tough times. We face challenges. We face disappointments. We face heartache. But in spite of all of that, even though God may not have sent that to your door, God is with you through that. And whatever the challenge, He never abandons us. He's always with us. The empty tomb speaks of assurance. Nothing is beyond God's reach. Nothing is beyond God's power to change. Nothing is beyond God's ability to rescue us and give us uh, that fresh start and a new hope. The empty tomb displays Assurance. The empty tune also, of course, displays God's love for us. And God's love, as we sang at the very beginning, is relentless. It just keeps coming. It keeps coming. And I have found in my life, and followed Jesus for many years, I have found that God's love is relentless, not just to get us get us to the point where we make a commitment to ask God to be our Father and, and, and ask Him to be the Lord of our lives. But right through our lives, as we walk with God, God's love just is relentless. It keeps coming at us. God shows His love in so many ways, in the fact how gracious He is with us when we mess up, how gracious He is in, 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 in turning situations around, how gracious He is in bringing great people into our lives that can encourage us, friends that we can have, that we can stand together with, that we can work together with. God's love is incredible. It's relentless. The grace of God is absolutely amazing. The band are going to come up and join me right now. But God's love, the empty tomb, displays God's love for you. And because of the empty tomb, we don't have to live an empty life. Wonderful. We can live a full life in God. God has so much for us. Let's walk into it. Let's embrace it and say, God, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to have everything that it possibly can be. The grave has been defeated. Death has been defeated. Sin's hold on you has been broken. Satan has no power over you because that has been accomplished by the empty tomb. By his resurrection, Jesus defeated death. By his resurrection, 
you too have the power to live a resurrected life. Because of the resurrection, even though we all will face death, it will not defeat us because we will rise again one day to be with Him. Our hope is in the new, is in a future, but it starts already. It started already. Eternal life doesn't start when we hit the grave. No, it starts right now when we accept God to be our Lord and Savior. Christ's resurrection is my guarantee. It's your guarantee of your resurrection too. Because Jesus has done it all. I love the story of the cross. I love the story of the empty tomb and the empty grave clothes. Because Jesus has done it all for you and for me. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org. And stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.